Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, a.k.a. the Gargoyle. And I'm Eric, a.k.a. the Chimerican. And tonight is night 46 in 60 Days of Halloween. Yep. <laughs> We're very impressive. <laughs> Just, yep, that's a fact. We only have two weeks left. Yep. I am simultaneously excited and kind of sad about it. I know it's going to be hard to adjust to life after the podcast is, well, not over, but not daily. Yeah. Like, it's going to be... I'm going to go home and be like, man, I don't have to worry about watching a movie tonight. I can just watch whatever I want. <laughs> what you're going to end up saying is, I don't have to watch a movie tonight. This is awesome. I think I'm going to watch, watch a movie, a movie. tonight. <laughs> know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, by, by the end of this, you are going, you're not going to be burnt out on horror, but you're going to be ready for a break. But the first movie that you watch that isn't a horror movie, you're going to find yourself saying... I kind of want to watch another horror movie. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I I think, you know what, I'm going to save some stuff for uh for our last episode of the uh of the run because yeah. But we're we're planning whether or not this changes, I don't know, but we're planning for uh day 60 to be kind of like a retrospective of the previous 60 days. So, I'll save some of the comments for then so that this doesn't turn into an hour-long podcast <laughs> about things other than the movie that we're supposed to be talking about. Which tonight, being night 46 of 60 Days of Halloween, we are continuing with Matt Mercer's fear of being eaten alive. And tonight we're talking about Tremors. And oh my God, I love Tremors. Mm -hmm. AKA The Floor is Lava, the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I I love, I I don't even care that we're not to the emotional piece yet. (laughs) I freaking love Tremors. We're just going straight for it. God, it. Trimmers is a comfort food comfort food movie for me. I don't care what time oh, of year. Oh, that's hilarious. I literally put this movie as cinematic comfort food. It really is. That is hilarious that you said that. It's it's not too sweet. It's not too salty. It's not it, it doesn't take too much to chew. It's just like, yep, here it is and it is amazing and delicious and I love it. I'm just thinking about like chewing on a graboid now and it's grossing <laughs> me out. <laughs> It's very it's nasty. Muscly. That'd be yeah, that'd be really chewy. Uh yeah, so doing the same thing that we do with all of our reviews, what prior information did we have before viewing the film? What do we think of it from a technical standpoint? What did we think of it emotionally? It is freaking awesome. Uh how rewatchable is it? Totally rewatchable. And who do we recommend the movie for? And podcast is over. That's been <laughs> it for this episode of the Gargoyle Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. No, we'll go into details. It's really just going to be me ending every sentence with, and it's freaking awesome. (laughs) Probably not. I'll get sick of saying that. Uh, All right. So yeah, prior information. What you got? So my wife loves this movie. And I find that kind of weird. I mean, it's not weird, I guess. But anyway, she's been trying to get me to watch it forever, and I just haven't. And I'll be honest, for a little while, I was like, that movie sounds dumb. I Wrong. And of course, as usual, my wife is right. <laughs> and when I say as usual, I mean she's literally right 100% of the time. And I need to learn to just listen to her and take whatever she says at face value. Yep. I love you, honey. I hope you're listening. <laughs> Our wives don't listen. I know. Maybe I'll get her to listen to this one. <laughs> Shout out, Allie. Anyway, so I have I have lately, you know, I've, I've come around. I've been meaning to watch it for a little while now, but it's just never come up. 
that was a bad pun. Um, hey, so because they come out of the ground, because they come up out of the ground. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we had to explain it, so that's a bad joke. <laughs> anyway, so I knew the basic concept that it was like sandworms, and that Kevin Bacon was in it, and he was like this hillbilly guy, and I was like, that kind of sounds awesome. But I also thought it might be kind of terrible. So now I finally seen Tremors, and spoiler alert, I loved it. Yeah, it was great. I love it so much. Uh, I don't remember the first time that I saw this movie. So my prior information is I've seen this movie countless times over the years and I love it so much. And anytime that I think like, what do I want to watch? I can't really decide tremors. Like it, it is just such a great go-to movie. It's, it's just great. I love it. That's my prior information. So like going <laughs> into it, it's one of those movies that like you keep, or at least I keep thinking I'm going to watch this movie so many times that I'm going to stop enjoying it. But every single time that I watch it, it's just like, Oh no, I'm not sick of it. I don't know if I'm ever going to get sick of it. Um, yeah. And, and that held true for this viewing as well. Nice. Yeah. So technical components, what you got? Well, first of all, Trimmers is hilarious. This movie is so funny. There's some amazing dialogue. Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward are just absolutely hysterical throughout the entire movie. Like even from the very beginning of the movie with like Kevin Bacon just pissing off the side of a cliff and then scratching (laughs) his butt. Like it is just such a great introduction to his character. And like I love that he and Fred Ward are the protagonists of the movie and they are complete morons. Yep. Like they're just total bumbling idiots. And it is so it's such a great take that you don't really see in a lot of movies. You know, usually the protagonists are the most capable people and they're the most level-headed. And it's interesting because in this movie, they're still thrust in that kind of leadership role where they're the leader of the group, but they're just to- they're stupid and it's hilarious. And it leads to just like... It's one of those movies where like as things are going on, you think you know what's going to happen next, but you it ha- it plays out in a way that's not what you would expect, it, how you would expect it expect it to play out jesus <laughs> that's it. just like that w- sentence wordsing a lot causes you to stumble over them um yeah i love the fact that this movie is intentionally funny mm-hmm. you know like there are some horror movies that i absolutely love that are funny but they're not supposed to be it's just kind of like like one pieces I, like pieces yeah. or God, or so many others or vampires kiss or troll two or like they're not supposed to be funny but they still make me anywhere between giggle and just like just cackle laughing for minutes. But with Tremors, it is funny on purpose mm-hmm. and it's good comedy. Like it's not, they, they do a really good combination of humor that is supposed to make you laugh and it succeeds in that. And not so much scares, but like just a solid monster movie and they play both of them seriously. Yeah. And, they play and the comedy great. seriously. It's kind of funny that you say it that way. But yeah, I mean, that's definitely true. Like it is a very intentionally a comedy and very intentionally a horror movie. And it really nails the balance between the two. Yeah. Much like something like Shaun of the Dead or something. It's It really is intentionally trying to do both very well. And it does both very well. Yeah. And part of the reason that it does that so well is I genuinely feel like the people who made this movie do have a solid grasp of what makes horror funny. Um Directed by Ron Underwood, written by S.S. Wilson, Brent Maddock, Ron Underwood, uh, those three. S.S. Wilson, Brent Maddock, and Ron Underwood. 
Like, I feel like they genuinely have a grasp of what makes horror movies good because there's just a little bit of self-referential, not self-referential, but um, referencing the horror genre. Yeah. So, like, there's one scene where, um, there's one scene where Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward are on top of one roof and uh, Finn Carter is on top of uh, another roof and (laughs) Kevin Bacon's character says to Finn's character, what do we do now? Or what do you think they want? And she's mm. like, why do you keep asking? I know, me? yeah. <laughs> because, like, she's the scientist-y one. Yeah. And in most horror movies, the scientist one, like, just somehow always knows what the monster is doing. Or it always just knows because science. Yeah, and it's such a problem I have with the horror genre a lot of times, too, is they have a scientist character who just immediately knows, like, exactly, oh, like, they're making an assumption and they posit it as an assumption, but they're always exactly right. Yeah. And so I love the fact that she's like, why does everyone keep asking me? <laughs> it's just so on the nose because it gets like it gets that piece of, of horror tropes. Mm, and it's great too because a lot of horror movies, they're, the situations are just inherently ridiculous. Yeah. Like, And in most horror movies that play it straight horror, there's never a point where a character recognizes like, this is crazy. Like how <laughs> this feels right? like we are in a movie. And in this movie, you totally get that a lot. They're like, it's it's hilarious. Well, and there's, there's another scene... Um, and I was watching one of the commentaries, uh, I forget if it was the uh, writers or director, that said, like, yeah, we did this on purpose, but when they're out there on the rocks, uh, the three of them, and they're they're stuck out there, and they're trying to figure out what they are, and one of them suggests maybe they're aliens, and another one says maybe they, um, the, the scientist, uh, Finn Carter, she's like, well, maybe since they predate the fossil record, maybe they're just, like, super old. Yeah, like and, billions of years old. And one of them was like, well, maybe it's a government uh, government experiment. And so anytime there is an unexplained monster, it is always either alien, uh, an ancient being that was unearthed, or something government or science yeah. that went wrong. And so they're just like, yeah, screw it. Let's just make it all three. <laughs> and, and again, it was done on purpose to be like, who cares where they came from? It does not doesn't matter. matter yeah it's like we're stuck in this situation <laughs> yep. like it's ridiculous that we would even be thinking about this right now like and i do, oh god i just love it so much the uh the creature effects are awesome they're really great i love the, the my favorite thing is the way that the ground kind of like undulates under them it reminds me of or like whenever it's going under a porch and it reminds me of like in old cartoons whenever they're playing piano and the keys kind of do like a little <laughs> yep. wave like it does some really great effects, and at times, like the sand almost has like this kind of water look to it, like yeah. almost like it's jaws, but in the desert or something. Yeah, well, and like the puppetry that they used to uh, to control, like the actual little grabble, yeah, uh, like the little snake um, protrusions, whatever they are. Um, the like, yeah, the like snake tongues, I guess, yeah, or like of. arms or whatever. The the like little snake like things. Uh, the puppetry that they used for that, like I think some of them, they actually have just like a guy's hand inside <laughs> of like a sock, sock puppet. <laughs> <laughs> the the animatronics for the like much larger <laughs> giant worm piece of it, like, got the special effects are done so well. And well, and it's such a clever thing to do too, where it. they they totally subvert your expectations, where you think that the graboids are just like these little snake things at first. Yeah, because that's what you see at first, and you just see it severed uh, due to something that happens in the movie. Um, but then like it turns out no this is a gigantic snake worm thing like it's almost like a slug snake worm like which is all three of 
things that I just absolutely hate and disgust me. And so like as I'm watching this movie, <laughs> especially under the, like thinking about it from ter- in terms of fear of being eaten alive, like just the thought of being digested by one of these creatures just absolutely the thought is absolutely revolting to me. Like it is just terrifying and it oh it's yeah, I I I don't even like to think about <laughs> like yep. there is a part where somebody gets eaten and you see the person being swallowed and it's like that is just like I'm getting goosebumps just thinking <laughs> about it. It's ugh. yeah, there there are a couple of deaths and they are um they're not overly gruesome. Like I think it's a PG thirteen movie, so I yeah. mean it's not super violent. There are a few scenes though that are a lot more violent than you would expect for a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, it is definitely um not exactly what what you would expect, but God, I. The practical practical effects are just so good. Like I don't know if they used any CG. I think every single piece was was practical. Yeah, I think I so. Think. There wasn't um, anything that stood out as CG. So if there is, it's very well done. Well, and I, I like the fact that you said sometimes the sand even seems like water because the um, the cover for the film is basically it a ripoff of yeah. Jaws. <laughs> And I know so many other movies have done that since then. And like, it's one of those things where it's almost become a parody of itself. But I, I, I don't know if this was one of the first ones or if it's just one that again, it is referencing the horror genre in such a way where it knows what it's doing and it still works in. Yeah. Um, the character is played by Michael Gross, who was what wasn't he the dad on on a uh, growing pain? No, no, uh, was it, family, was it family ties. ties? Yeah. Family ties, yeah. So the dad on Family Ties, who you know, Family Ties, like <clears throat> just super, I, whatever, like uh, wholesome kind of. Yeah, like the most wholesome kind of '80s family that you could think of. Here, he's a survivalist with his wife Reba <laughs> McIntyre. I love their characters in this movie so much. They're so funny. And they're like, yeah, we're not so crazy now. Or Kevin Bacon at one point, he's like, I'm so sorry for all the times I made fun of you for for stockpiling all these weapons and foods and <laughs> dynamite and all kinds of crazy stuff. And so you remember when I was talking about how all of the Tremor movies are awesome? Isn't he in all of them? Michael, Michael Gross? Gross is the through line. Yeah, that's what I thought. He's kind of he kind of becomes the star. Yeah, he is the connecting character, so, which is great because he's other than maybe Val Kevin Bacon's character. I think he's my favorite. He's so funny. I mean, I love all of them. They and, are uh, like that's one thing that's great about this movie. Like all the characters really kind of pop, and they have a lot of personality, even if they're they have limited screen time. You know, they all are very distinguishable from each other, and they all have have their own moments in the movie that really stand out. Yeah. Well, it's just, ah, God, I, I don't know. There are so many things that I love about this movie. It's hard to even like go through all of them. It is just, it's a little silly, but it is a solid horror comedy. Mm-hmm. It is really, and, it, and it's beautifully shot. Like they, they clearly shot almost this entire movie on location. Like every, almost every bit of it is externally shot and they're not in like any sets or anything. Um, and it's just like they're they're on the desert and they're just like these incredibly like distant vistas like you can see so far into the background and they don't like you get a great depth of field where you can see like way out and it's just I don't know it's just beautifully shot and like even the action and stuff like it's staged so well I love the production design of the town and the way that they all kind of get separated on different rooftops and how they have to try and work their way out of that situation and well and it's like a population of 13 yeah I I think so it's literally the entire town and it's it's kind of clever how they 
make it seem like even though they're in the desert, they're still geographically restricted so they can't get out and get away. That reminds me of yet another reference to the horror genre. At one point, um, uh, it was after the road crew had gotten attacked and so like the roads were closed off and like some power lines were down and so they couldn't call out. And someone said, well, once people in town realize that the roads are uh, blocked off and that they can't call us, someone's mm. going to come out here looking for us. And I think that it was Fred Ward's character was like, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, oh, my God, it's so good. I, I love it. I love it so much. So emotionally, Nathan, how God, do you I feel love about this movie? movie. <laughs> it is one of the best movies. It is a better horror reference movie than Scream. Um, it is a it is a fantastic monster movie. It is so funny, and I it it is Kevin Bacon at I don't want to say his best, but possibly his best. Well, this is one of the like this is I've never really been a fan of kevin bacon like he's one of those actors that like everybody knows of because he's in so much and they even have that game like six degrees of kevin bacon or whatever because he's apparently you can connect him with any other actor in any movie ever yeah through other actors but like i've never really been a fan of his like i never really think like oh man kevin bacon yeah i definitely have to see that movie because he's in it but after watching this i'm like man i want to go watch more kevin bacon movies because he's so freaking funny in this movie like he's totally playing against type too i'm assuming for at the time at least like, yeah he was more known for like his romantic comedies and well anytime that i think of a movie with kevin loose or anytime that i see a movie that has kevin bacon i it, i think i really want to see this because of trimmers yeah like he is the reason that i love kevin bacon in the movies that he's in well, and so, it's funny, too, because I was reading that he initially, when he took this role, he was like, what the hell am I doing? I can't believe I just took a role in, like, a sandworm movie. <laughs> so, uh, I, I love the fact that you just mentioned Footloose, because, like I've been doing on some of the episodes, I like to think that he escaped perfection <laughs> and then <laughs> went to a small town and started dancing. <laughs> or would it be the other way around that he no. he escaped the small town and then went to perfection? No, he was getting out of perfection so that he could pursue his dream. That of makes dance. sense because one, oh, I didn't even mention this. One of the things I love most about this movie is the fact that the two characters are trying to get out of town. Like they've been talking about this for so long. Like they want to get to Bixby, and that's their big dream is to get to <laughs> Bixby, which just sounds like another podunk town, but at least probably has a population in the triple digits, maybe. Um, but it's just so funny. And then they finally go to get out of town and it's like, Oh, here's a guy on a telephone wire. Oh, we need to go check on him. And then it's like, Oh, now the road is blocked. And they're like, Oh my God. It's like that trope, like, um, the detective who's on the last day of the job. It yeah. kind of reminds me of that, but in a horror context. And it's just so funny <laughs> the way it plays out. I love that. It's great conflict. Some of those exact plot points, uh, when I was watching it this time, I was thinking about trailer park boys which is oh, i've never seen trailer park boys oh god it is a canadian mockumentary about well people that live in a trailer park yeah and swearing like every other word but oh my god it is like so people funny live in trailer parks <laughs> i know this from experience i've lived in trailer parks before so uh yeah but god they, there are a lot of uh like the two main characters in trailer park boys just bickering back and forth and like they're gonna get out of the trailer park and like you know move <laughs> up to to bigger and better things like one of them's gonna go to a community college to get a better life <laughs> and 
<laughs> one of the best episode titles of an episode anywhere is uh, if I remember correctly, it's community college. Let's stay home, get drunk, and eat chicken fingers. <laughs> That's the title of the that episode. That is the title nice. of the episode. That's awesome. <laughs> and it just is. So yeah, watching Tremors and watching Fred Ward and Kevin Bacon uh, reminded me a little bit of Trailer Park they're Boys. They're great. They have such great chemistry too. It's so funny. I love how they're always playing... <clears throat> Uh, rock, paper, scissors, and Kevin Bacon always loses. It's so funny. <laughs> it's great. They have like this kind of mentor, mentee, like almost like a father-son kind of relationship that's really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's really great. There is nothing not to love about Tremors. Nothing. I to- like I, Honestly, I can't, I can't think of anything about this movie that I would consider a flaw other than maybe the romantic subplot. But I No, mean, that totally works. It's, it's all right. I mean, like it's one of those things where I was like... It, it didn't need to be in there. Like, it's not something that's really threaded well throughout the plot. I mean, it kind of is, I guess. They set it, it up pretty well. It but fits with Kevin Bacon's character of, like, he wants to find just a tall, leggy blonde. And even, like, when he sees... Um, so they're driving past, and, like, they see just the science stuff set up, and... They're like, oh, yeah, that's that new person, blah, blah, blah. Wait, isn't she a girl? And yeah, like, he, he just, just goes hard right turns, just going yeah. straight towards her. It's like, Lord, please let her have, let her be, you know, blonde, tall legs that go all the way to the ground. <laughs> and so, like, that... Ass that won't quit. That makes perfect sense for who his character is. And so I do feel like the romance uh, is an important part because you do get to actually see some character development and growth uh, throughout the course of the movie mm-hmm. with that romance side. And it's not so overdone that it's just like, oh god, this is a romance movie. Yeah, like it's just yeah. That's one of the. That's the thing. Like it's it's one of those things where I, I could take it or leave it. Like so, I don't feel like it's necessary, but I mean, it doesn't really hurt it either. So that's why I was like, if I was reaching for something, maybe, but that's still. I mean, it's yeah. This movie takes place in perfection, and this movie is perfection. <laughs> that's why they named the town perfection. Yes. All right, how rewatchable is Tremors? Well, you already stole my line. This is <laughs> cinematic comfort food. Like, I could totally see myself watching this movie anytime, any day. Like, I don't have to be in any particular mood to rewatch it. I would rewatch it now. I feel like this is a movie that I will be rewatching until the end of time. I really, really had an absolute blast with this movie. I think it's so much fun. God, it's, it's infinitely rewatchable. Just wait till you get to the next ones. I, I'm still like the mythos gross. I'm one of those people who pretty much every single good, decent horror movie of all time has 12 sequels after it. And I'm always the person who watches the first movie and never watches any of the sequels. This so one like is Tremors, worth... I'm like, I was like, nah, I'm not going to watch any of those, but I, I probably, I guess I will have to get on with some of those other movies too. Yeah. You, you are definitely going to have to watch them. Um, I assume that they'd just be crap and they wouldn't understand the magic of the original and they would just try to take it and explain too much and as they usually do in sequels or what what do you think would make um graboids scarier? What do I think would make them scarier? Yeah. If they could fly. Yep. Are you fucking kidding me right nope. now? Because that's even a lot in the movie. It's like they can fly <laughs> fry, you know? Oh my god. I'm okay, not, fine. I'm going to have to watch this. I'm watch not going to spoil how they fly, but it is hilarious. <laughs> and the name that they give them is just, God, it's so good. I love it so much. Man. Okay. Yeah. I'll definitely have to check out the sequels. 
Yeah. In November after the podcast is over. Or well, after 60 days of Halloween is over, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rewatchability. God, this is one of the most rewatchable movies ever. And because, jumping ahead a little bit to who it's uh, who I recommend it for, because it's PG-13, it is like 90% kid-friendly. You know, like you could watch this with little-ish kids and it'd be okay. Yeah, that's something I was actually thinking about because I really want, to, my kids are getting curious about horror movies and like Goosebumps. My son, my eight-year-old son, Ian, he's been reading Goosebumps books and stuff. So I've been trying to figure out movies that he could watch that wouldn't be too scary or too violent, but would kind of like satisfy that craving for scary stuff that he's he's been looking for. And as I was watching Tremors, I was like, you know, this is it's kind of on the line, yeah, with a few things. But like, I feel like if we talked about it before and after, like he could definitely watch this movie. I think that probably the biggest scene would be uh, the old people that get eaten in the car, because like that's just kind of sad. And yeah. then the one dude that you actually see get eaten. But yeah. other than that it's probably just fine for kids. Yeah. Like every parent needs to make the decision on how old their kids need to be when they watch certain movies, mm. but, and there's language and stuff, but I mean, yeah. And like at one point, um, uh, whatever her name is, is running around with her pants off, but like not in a sexual way. And no, so not at all. that was, I was really relieved because when that scene happened, I was like, man, there's going to be something, some kind of sexual joke or something that comes up and it doesn't. And I yeah. was so glad that that didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it is for the most part, a wholesome, <laughs> really awesome horror comedy. So yeah, insanely rewatchable. I absolutely love it. Uh, and we've already kind of talked about who, who we recommend it for. I recommend it for literally everyone. Um, this is the kind of movie that I could watch with my dad. Cause he does not like horror movies. He might think that it's dumb, but <laughs> entertaining at least (laughs) right dumb doesn't mean it's not entertaining this is the kind of movie that um that if if i was over at my parents house and i turned on tremors my dad would go nathan what are you watching tremors (laughs) what happens next (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) Like, like he would sigh about it but then also watch it um yeah i think like pretty much anybody can watch this movie especially if you're a fan of horror comedies like slither or eight-legged freaks or gremlins or tucker and dale versus evil or Shaun of the dead or any of those kind of movies like tremors is definitely in your wheelhouse definitely something you have to see um but yeah like i you mentioned it already but if you are just getting into horror movies and you're looking for something that's not going to be too violent not going to be too scary but still kind of have that those elements of horror to it and then the elements of comedy too that kind of ease you into it the same way like with me and Evil Dead 2 where it was yeah. funny but it was also a horror movie so that made it a little bit more palatable. Like Tremors is definitely a good gateway horror movie. Yeah, it it is so good. Absolutely love it. Uh, all right, Eric, where can people find you? Find me on Twitter at The Chimerican um, and on Instagram at Chimerican Reviews and then my personal Twitter account is Eric J-A-Y Harris. And you can also find me on Letterbox at Eric J A Y, and you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram at the Gargoyle Podcast, on Twitter at Gargoyle Podcast, and on Letterboxd at the Gargoyle. Uh, and if you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes that we've done for the last forty something days, um, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Anchor.fm. Just do a search for the Gargoyle Podcast. Um, and if you do enjoy, uh, if you have been enjoying these episodes, let us know, leave some feedback, leave some comments, let us know what scares you, let us know what movies you would include in a week devoted to your fear and what palate cleanser you would have at the end of the week. 
And if you enjoy horror movies, so much fun horror goodness going on in Southeast Tennessee. Frightening Ass Film Fest in Chattanooga, Tennessee has an amazing lineup of horror movies. I've been the last few years and it is an absolute blast. I'm not sure if my schedule is going to allow me uh, to be able to get down there this year, um, which sucks because it is so much fun and I definitely recommend it for anyone who is a fan of horror. The Knoxville Horror Film Fest is October 20... Did I say what days? Frightening Ass Film Fest, October 27 and 28. I honestly can't remember whether or not I said that because at this point I'm on autopilot for going through this. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember either. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Knoxville Horror Film Fest is this upcoming weekend. um, In just a couple of days, in fact. October 18 through 21. And we are going to that one. It is such an amazing horror film fest. I cannot wait. Um, again, such a great lineup of films. The uh, the weekend passes are almost sold out. So if you... Actually, at this point, I, I don't know if there are weekend passes available. I think at this point, you might be limited to either day passes or uh, just individual movie tickets. So if you're still on the fence about whether or not to go to Knox, Knoxville Horror Film Fest... Do not be on the fence. Go. Go right now and and buy a ticket because it is just an absolute blast. Support Central Cinema, which is where the Knoxville Horror Film Fest is going to be taking place. And they've been playing awesome horror movies all month long. And they've still got uh, several more lined up going up to Halloween. Such a great lineup of films. So definitely get out and support local indie cinema at, um, at, well, at Central Cinema. Here in Cleveland, the Cleveland Bradley County Public Library is playing horror movies. Um, They are playing one tomorrow, um, October 17th. They are doing Lost Boys. And then next Wednesday, October 24th, Dracula Untold. And the $5 Film Podcast and the Gargoyle Podcast have teamed up to bring you family-friendly Fright Nights uh, at the venue Creekside. Um, This Friday, the 19th, playing Gremlins. And then next Friday, the 26th, playing The Monster Squad. $5 entrance to the movie, $5 all-you-can-eat tacos, and then stick around to hear uh, Rob Alderman from $5 Film Podcast and myself talk about movies and uh, just kind of general funness. Show up. It's good. It's family-friendly, hence the name Family-Friendly Fright Night. So, uh, yeah, bring your kids out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely make it out to that if you are able. And if you can't make it to any of these events, at least put on some horror movie nights with your friends. Get together and we have gone through so many great horror movies. But if you need any recommendations, uh, watch all six Tremors movies. It is just an absolute <laughs> blast and turn it into a day. Just just do all Saturday long. Watch one through six. Totally worth it. They are amazing. But if you need recommendations for other horror movies to watch, reach out to myself or to Eric. And we'll be glad to provide you some uh, some recommendations on what we think are just awesome horror movies, especially in these last couple of weeks leading up to Halloween. And uh, be sure to come back tomorrow as we talk about the... Tomorrow's the last regular movie for the week, isn't it? Because, yeah. Uh, be sure to come back tomorrow as we talk about The Blob, um, the 80s remake. And li- looking forward to that. I've wanted to see this movie for so long. <clears throat> and it's... Yeah, I'm I'm very very excited about this week. You're in for a or treat tomorrow. It's uh it, it it's great. Uh yeah, so tomorrow we are wrapping up the normal reviews for Matt Mercer's Fear of Being Eaten Alive week. And then we have the uh, palate cleanser episode and then we have the analysis episode. And the palate cleanser and the analysis episode we're actually going to be recording ahead of time. Um, we're just putting them out on Thursday and Friday because we're going to be well in Knoxville watching horror movies all day. So we're not going to be able to record those episodes on those days, 
But since we are doing our absolute best to stick to 60 actual days of putting out a daily podcast, recording the palate cleanser and analysis episode early, um, but uh, but yeah, that'll be Thursday and Friday. And then then we'll have a couple of days of Knoxville Horror Film Fest coverage, and then Eric and I are going into our final week and days leading up to Halloween, and we're excited about that as well. Yep. Lots of fun things. Almost here. Yeah. Those last last couple of weeks or so are going to be a lot of fun too. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, there has been one day that has not been fun, and even that was fun because of how intentionally unfun it was supposed yeah. to be. It was fun talking about how unfun that day was. <laughs> I also like the fact that we've stopped even referring to it by name. As, <laughs> as not we should. We don't need credit. to give it any more notoriety. It's kind of like with... Oh, this is going to go into some dark places. But it's kind of like with mass shooters. Like, if we just stop saying their names, then maybe they'll go away. See, I was going to keep it light and say it's like Voldemort. Or, yeah, like Voldemort. Yeah, that would have been a better one. But that's just where my mind... I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> I just ruined the end of this podcast before we even got to the end and ruined it. We, the normal way well we've been talking about lots of horror movies so it's easy to go to darker places that's true stay out of the dark places kids yeah watch, watch trimmers it's a fun fun place to be it is yeah all right that's been it for this episode of the gargoyle podcast i'm nathan aka the gargoyle and i'm eric aka the chimerican and uh the, the floor is lava yeah watch out for graboids yeah and prairie dog burrows yeah and no, I was going to say watch out for Kevin Bacon. Don't watch out for Kevin Bacon. He seems like a fun dude. <laughs> but, you know, just make sure you have an elephant gun on hand. Yes. In case you need it. Yes. <laughs> this for so Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> this, this might be one of the worst ones. No. <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> Bye now. Please come back. <laughs>